0: Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Last week you heard me talk about the death of family video and how they were closing up all of their stores. Sadly, that means pretty much the end of the rental store as we know it. Of course, that's not to say that there won't be a return to the rental store. I would imagine it'll be more of a privately owned mom and pop type of idea. That's more or less the way rental stores got started in the first place, but much like how record stores are popping up, who knows, maybe we'll see a resurgence of that. A big reliance on them making a comeback would be if physical media actually sticks around. I know that I'm one of the few that really loves to have something to actually touch and look at. but. We know that things are moving to a more digital and streaming future. Does that mean that we'll no longer have physical copies of anything? I don't know. That's a good question. Before we get into all of that, I think we need to say about... Yeah, there is one rental store that is still in existence. That would be the last Blockbuster in Bend, Oregon. Of course, Blockbuster went out of business years ago but there were still some that were holding on. There was three in Alaska, as well as this one in Oregon. Sadly, the three that were in Alaska have closed, and that leaves the one in Bend, Oregon as the last blockbuster. With that also came the movie, the documentary called The Last Blockbuster. I got to check that one out last night, and it was actually a really, really good documentary. The documentary starts out in 2017 when there was four still left. It also goes deep into the history of why Blockbuster did not survive, as well as how they're actually surviving with this last Blockbuster in Bend, Oregon. Just seeing how that Blockbuster essentially remains untouched, it does have some movie memorabilia inside, thanks to former Daily Show host John Oliver and one of the ones that closed up there in Alaska. The owner of the Alaska blockbusters was nice enough to loan out some of the movie memorabilia. It's mostly Russell Crowe memorabilia from Cinderella Man and Gladiator. It's still cool that they were able to get this and display it in their blockbuster, but for the most part the blockbuster looks exactly how we remember them to look. Simply watching this movie brought back some serious nostalgia. I personally miss Blockbuster, as I stated in my last podcast, last week's episode. It's one of those things that it was kind of a magical place when you were a kid, or even if you were in your teens. I myself have great memories of different rental stores. I used to rent from Blockbuster whenever I could. The Blockbuster wasn't in walking distance, so I had to always rely on my parents to get me there. Of course, there were those times on a Friday or Saturday night when I wanted to rent some movies for the weekend. My mom was nice enough to wait at Blockbuster for hours for a movie to actually come back, that movie that we wanted. If you listen to last week's episode, you'll remember that I said one of the ones I remember waiting for was Weekend at Bernie's 2. Probably not one you want to wait for, but I kind of enjoy that movie even though I know it's a bad movie. One of the best things that this movie did was actually give us those deep dives into the history. I like that it shows how Blockbuster started out. It also shows how it declined over the years. One of the big things that led to its death was the campaign of the new CEO at that point. It was a no late fees campaign. How can a rental business sustain themselves with no late fees? Late fees are kind of an essential part to that. It's not just making sure that that movie is getting there on time, it's also making sure that you're giving that product back. It's not yours, you're renting it. I really thought that the rise and fall of Blockbuster was handled well. I really like hearing about different businesses that I may remember from my childhood and what actually happened to those businesses. A lot of blame is placed on the market crash of 2008 as well as the No Late Fees campaign. However, I wonder how they would be surviving in a world now? If you think about it well over 10 years later after they closed up would they really be able to survive now with a streaming and Netflix disc delivery? A lot of people are in fact moving away from discs I would think that a lot of the things that would keep people coming back would be the customer service. That's actually one of the charms of the movie. Seeing general manager of this location, Sandy Harding, she really has a love for Blockbuster, a love for her store. A love for customer service her employees she loves them as well she thinks of herself as the blockbuster mom she has a lot of people there that she saw grow up and they worked for her and I guess they moved on to bigger better things but she sees it as a family it's really awesome how there's a lot of love behind this blockbuster yet I would say it's probably because of the novelty of it being the last one around but it's really someone who loves what they do in life. She's been with Blockbuster for 15 years. She really wants to keep the license going on. She said she's gonna go down with the ship. I truly believe it. Hopefully that ship doesn't go down anytime soon. It is a trademark owned by Dish Network, which I forgot completely about. Dish Network actually owns the Blockbuster name. I don't see why they don't give them a permanent license to continue on as long as there's business and people want to get those movies people want to actually talk to the employees about movies keep it going why not that was actually one of my big takeaways from this movie everyone that is involved with this blockbuster this last blockbuster They're very passionate about their store and what they do. One of the most amazing things is that Sandy Harding will actually go out and buy movies that they did not get from their movie distributor. Also, if somebody requests a movie, she will go out and get it. She'll do her best to actually get it for the customer and proceed to rent it out to him. That's pretty awesome customer service. That's... I, what I would say would be a big reason of why they're still in existence today. For one, it does have the novelty of being the last one around, but it also has that personalized, independent feel to it, even though it's really still a part of Dish Network. Along the way in this movie, you do have some celebrity cameos, such as director Kevin Smith, he says about the video store in general, not just Blockbuster. You have comedian Doug Benson making an appearance, Jamie Kennedy is also interviewed. Of course, he did play the role of film buff Randy in the Scream series. He was also a video store worker, and strangely enough, that video store that he worked at looked like a blockbuster. All of these people look back fondly on blockbuster in general. One, however, did not. It was a pretty funny interview in general. I expect nothing less with the way it went. But that was with Troma Head... Lloyd Kaufman. He does not have very fond memories of Blockbuster because he considered them to be a big monopoly style corporation. I can understand his complaint. I also think that his complaint would be that Blockbuster probably wouldn't stock very many Troma films in general. Mostly due to the fact that Blockbuster was one of the few rental stores that did not carry adult videos. They did not carry that special room with the beaded curtain that had the bell as they stated in the movie. I always remember that at certain video stores but Blockbuster was never a part of that and I don't think Troma really fit that demographic even though I do remember seeing some trauma films at various blockbusters throughout the years. Either way, I think it was funny to have an inclusion like that in the movie, because not everybody has a good perception or memory of Blockbuster. I for one do, a lot of other people do. He did not. I really would like to talk more about the documentary. I think it's near perfect. It's not too long, not too short. I don't know if actress Lauren Lapkus was the right person to do the voiceover narration for the movie, but it works well for what it is. It's a somewhat humorous look at the history of Blockbuster in general, as well as giving a good history of what the People involved with the last blockbuster have gone through in the last couple of years as well as what they're still currently going through. I for one hope this place really does stick around. It would be sad to see it actually go. It's almost a relic in time. It's something that you would never guess would still be around, but here it is. It's still thriving, it's still around, and let's hope it does stick around for many more memories for everybody in the future. If you haven't guessed by now, I highly recommend you pick up the Blu ray, if only to support the filmmakers and support Blockbuster in general. I would imagine they would get some sort of proceeds out of this. You, of course, can watch it on the various streaming options. It is streaming on almost every platform from what I've seen. You can rent it as low as four bucks. I think that's four bucks well worth spent. But something just seems wrong to watch a documentary about physical media, and you're going to watch it on a streaming platform. It is a movie that I would suggest that if you do have good memories of Blockbuster or have a interest in failed businesses in general, it's well worth your time, and you should watch it any way you can. Just don't pirate it. So with that, this episode is dedicated to you, the last Blockbuster I think I'm going to close out this week's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can shoot me an email at AdamAnalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on some past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave me a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to continue making new episodes as well as reach new listeners. Plus, you know, I love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind, rewind, and goodnight.